Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have uh, people are revealing the cringiest things they've done that oh. they still think about. Okay. So basically embarrassing shit. Yeah. First one, way back when I was in a college freshman, I was emailing back and forth with my best friend. I had this intense crush on this dude and tried to attach an email from him to one of the emails I was sending her. I sent it to him instead. There were multiple po- uh, photographs or paragraphs about my feelings about his eyes and your typical he said X and I just wonder if that means Y. Oh my gosh. I realized just after hitting send and there were no take backs back then. I, co- I coped by unplugging my iMac, then went outside my dorm house and lay face down on the sidewalk, going, no, 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 God. I felt sick. I might still be on the sidewalk even now. Uh. Well, I want to know the rest of the story. Did he say anything? Did I he, don't know. Is he like, yeah, I like, you know. If they're writing here, I doubt it. Hold on. Next one, I had... A guy around to fix my computer about 18 years ago, and he was kind of cute, but not really my type. He finished and let me know then, uh, quote, and how would you like to pay for that today? I could feel it coming to my mouth. My brain was saying to my mouth, don't you fucking dare. My mouth didn't listen, and I said, with sexual favors, I wanted to die. (laughs) I clapped my hands over my face and couldn't apologize enough. He'd gone bright red and was basically stammering. I couldn't even look him in the eyes as I handed him my credit card. And I've never been so eager for someone to leave my house. I still cringe about that. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're lucky they didn't get some douchebag. He'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, seriously. (laughs) This one is fantastic. I was in the ladies waiting for one cubicle to become free. The lady flushed and walked out. As she walked past me, she had on a really nice perfume, and I said to her, Oh, you smell lovely. As I walked into the cubicle, she'd just done a really stinky shit, which whacked me right in the face as soon as I got in there. I turned around and was mortified as I told her I actually meant her perfume. (laughs) Luckily, we both had a good giggle out of it, so that was good. Oh my god. <laughs> That's probably not something you should say in a bathroom. No, period. no. <laughs> Next one. In high school, I went up against a guy twice my size in a game of Bloody Knuckles. If you don't know, it's a game where you take turns punching each other's fists until someone taps out. For some reason, I thought this would be a great way to show off to another guy I had a crush on, I wound up breaking my hand. The crush was not impressed and pretty much ignored my existence for the rest of high school. In a turn of events, ten years later, he's now one of the groomsmen in my wedding. It turns out he was a good childhood friend of my fiancé and now a good friend of of mine. My fiancé thought this story was hilarious and we told it at a party. Our friend doesn't remember it, but we laughed about how fucking stupid I was and all the dumb things we all did as teenagers. (laughs) Next one, I barked like a real dog in public and at school when I was 16. People kept barking back at me for years after I quit doing that. (laughs) 
<laughs> Next one, let me top you uh, with some adult cringe. I was in my mid-twenties working in a professional office environment, and my coworker was bragging about his wife finishing a marathon for the first time. I meant to jokingly say, only 26 miles? I do that every morning, haha, because at the time I could barely run one mile and people knew it. Somehow my idiot brain translated that joke into the words 26 miles? What a loser! (laughs) (laughs) For extra cringe, my voice cracked like a 13 year old boy going through puberty when I said the word loser. gave me a disgusted look even as I tried to backpedal haha kidding kidding no that's awesome uh there's just wasn't any recovering from that shit I just (laughs) had to wait until people forgot (laughs) (laughs) next one I have no idea why this still bothers me to this day but I I was at a house party for one of my dad's colleagues. This dude had kids coming out of his ears. It seemed like 15 of the kids were his, but I think in reality only five were his. I was about seven and I was running around with them and they took me to their older brother's room as he was a teenager. He had a car lamp and I tripped over the power cord and it broke. Old mate had the cord running across the middle of the floor, so like it wasn't exactly like I was intending to trip on it. I just didn't see it. As us young kids were panicking, he suddenly appeared and he went off yelling and swearing at his siblings because they weren't allowed in his room and now they'd gone and broken his fucking car lamp. I was absolutely terrified of him, but the guilt side of me couldn't let him keep yelling at them, so I stepped forward and loudly exclaimed, It was I! (laughs) It was I? What kind of dumbass, overly formal confession? I felt like a pompous idiot questioning my word choice, and he calmed down right away and was like, Oh, don't worry, mate. It was an accident. But these little shits know they're not allowed in here, so I was pissed. Every now and then, I'm sitting there, and my stupid seven-year-old voice intrudes on my thoughts. It was I! (laughs) It was I, my lord. (laughs) That's funny. Next one. I was not a good patient at the dentist, so I got laughing gas. I was high as a kite and suddenly felt the pressing need to declare my undying love for my celebrity man crushes right then and there. Loudly, the dentist was dying, and I was really mad and told him I was serious and that I loved them. It seemed very important that I tell this. Next one. When I was in sixth grade, I had a crush on an upper-class student, And the way I was convinced I'd be able to get his attention was by pretending I was scared whenever he'd pat me on the shoulder or poke me or whatever. I still think about how cringe I was. I think I only did that because a friend of mine gave me some really weird tips and I thought it would work. (laughs) Next one, I've been working for decades to block this memory out. At my like 10th or 12th birthday party, I and a male cousin, uh, just a close family friend's kid, told our parents we had sex. I genuinely have no idea why. We thought it would be funny, I guess. It was not funny. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
<laughs> that would not be fun. No. Stupid kids, man. Yeah. I was parked at a busy shop with my mate incredibly hungover, and I parked next to a guy who also just got there. We were still in my car as he was walking in when I noticed his car was slowly rolling backward. I screamed out to him from my window, Stop, quick, your car is rolling. Everyone turned to look. He laughed, then calmly replied, Nah, mate, your handbrake isn't on. He was right. It was my car that was rolling forward. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, I would meow around my friends and act like a cat because I wanted to be a Nico. I don't know what that means. Me neither. One day, my friend told me to stop with a firm tone, and that's when it clicked for me to stop because I didn't want to be ostracized and lose my friends. I was like 13. (laughs) (laughs) Two years ago, my ex took me on a trip to the mountains with his friends. We were drinking and having fun, and one of the guy's partners and I started talking, but it became the center of attention for some reason. I don't know why, and I don't know how we got to the point, but I suddenly asked her how old she was. Most of us were 30 or 31 years old, and she said she was 38. I didn't expect her to be that much older than her partner and us, so my brain decided to make this incredibly awkward and uncomfortable by just saying in shock at her, Oh, okay, wow, you're old. I still feel deep shame about this, especially now I'm dating a guy lots younger than me, and I fret for his friends to make comments. Next one, I was 16 and my boyfriend broke up with me. I'd never been dumped before and thought buying him a mug with a picture of us on it would change his mind. I was going to meet him and beg for him back, and if that failed, give him the mug. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But it's a mug with our picture on it. It's a picture. Next one, I was new at a job, and rather dashing colleague asked me, so how did you come to us? I said, on the bus. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't think he meant it that literally. (laughs) Next one, I was waiting for a friend. He was going to pick me up from a certain bus stop that was on an avenue. I saw his car, and the traffic light was red, so I opened the door, got into his car, and closed the door. I turned my head left to say hi to him when i saw his face it wasn't my friend it was some random dude that looked at me in awe and said are you sure you want to do this i immediately got out of the car and felt like the most stupid person ever now i laugh when i imagine the reaction of the guy seeing this random girl opening his car door and getting in i was mortified i think people do that a lot i think they do too lots of cars look very similar (laughs) yeah Next one, when I was 9 or 10, I went to the top of the slide in my friend's backyard and peed down the slide. I thought they would think it was funny. They did not. The worst thing was I tried to pretend I didn't know where it came from. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, we had an ugly sweater competition at work that we all had gotten really into. I'm sitting by my boss at lunch, and she's wearing a not entirely ugly sweater, but it was a terrible color. Like the dumbass I am, I looked at her dead in the eye and to compliment her on her great ugly sweater. Apparently she forgot it was ugly sweater day in the office. She never wore it again. I felt awful. <laughs> Poor lady. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no one likes my sweater. 
Uh, next one, I would wear thongs out of my shorts on purpose and drop my pen in class every day. I thought I was so hot, but looking back, so cringe. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I was in seventh grade English class, and so my crush was sitting near me. I usually never talked to my crushes, so we were practically strangers. I decided a great way to get his attention was to scream, I don't have milk in Portuguese. I don't speak Portuguese at the top of my lungs. To my surprise, that didn't work, so I decided to say three, say it three more times, each time getting louder and louder. Let's just say that didn't work, and I still cringe about it to this day. Yeah. What? I would, too. What the fuck? Just don't say anything. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 10 years old, I was in a dance academy, and we did ton, tons of dance competitions. I was on stage during one of them, and the lights must have blinded me because I fell off the stage and landed on the judge's table. It was very embarrassing. People still remember me doing that to this day. (laughs) When I was 17, my boyfriend left me. He was an awful human, and the icing on the cake was that he dumped me two days before prom. He pretended like he still liked me up until the last second. Literally, we were driving from my house... or. Driving to my house from school and planning a date for that weekend, he parked in my driveway and dumped me. Anyway, a couple hours later, I called him back to say, listen, I've thought about it and I forgive you. I'll give you another chance, but you need to be more open with me so we can work on our issues uh, from now on. He was like, um, no thanks. Next one, I forgot to silence my phone and it rang at my friend's wedding while they were exchanging vows in a silent room of 150 people. It happened 19 years ago, but I still can't think of it without wanting to crawl under a rock. (laughs) Next one, one time I was at Target with my roommate and we were in the underwear aisle. I went to make an arrested development joke and flung a blue thong at her, but it ended up hitting a lady behind her Smack dab in the middle of her face. <laughs> I have to say, I still laugh about it to this day. I felt so bad but and embarrassed. <laughs> Next one, when I was about 12 or something, a girl shook my hand. She was cute, so once she shook my hand, I blushed and left her stranded in the middle of the conversation and went to the boys to tell them what happened. <laughs> Next one, I just remembered I was eating a cookie at my desk while working from home last year. Stray cookie chunks fell down into my cleavage. No problem. I just sent my hand down and had a rummage. It was the whole Alpine Mountain rescue bit. I retrieved and ate the cookie pieces, then remembered I was on a Zoom conference call on camera. Next one, there are so many, but I walk, but the one I always go back to is when I walked into class of about 30 art students. The teacher had music playing like she normally did during drawing, but this music was awful. Pitchy, cringy lyrics, just really bad. My 16-year-old brain decided it was a good idea to ask loudly, what is this, with a tone and look on my face that made it clear I thought it was garbage. My teacher informed me that it was my classmate's new recording that she decided to share. (laughs) When I tell you my face turned bright red, I still remember trying to backpedal with everyone staring at me. Needless to say, I didn't have many friends in that class, and I learned to keep my unnecessary opinions to myself. (laughs) Next one, I stuffed my bra with my stepmom's 
stepmom's breastfeeding pads and put socks in my shoes for height. Occasionally, I put socks in my bra, but never the breastfeeding pads in my shoes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I've never heard of someone putting socks in their shoes for height. Really? It, it helps. I mean, a little bit anyway. Very little bit, but... My old drug dealer was trying to hand me drugs, and I thought he wanted to fist bump. It took way too long for me to figure it out. Still cringe about that. All right. <laughs> and my last one. It was I was painfully shy as a kid and very sneezy. Back when I was around eight in my class, and my teacher called my reading group out to read together. I was so nervous about it being my turn to read while the whole class quietly got on with their work. Suddenly, it was my turn to read, and I could feel a sneeze coming. I let out a huge, snotty sneeze, and to top it off, it also I also let out a ginormous fart. <laughs> I knew that was coming. That is embarrassing. Those are mine for the beginning. All right. <clears throat> this week, I did Freaks in the Woods. Okay. My cousins live in North Dakota, and I spent the winter break there freshman year in college. We were at their friend's house one night, drinking in her basement with some other girls, and it was really late, like 3 a.m. I was falling asleep, so I decided to walk home. They live in a desolate area with lots of snow, and it gets really cold, especially at night. But the houses weren't too far apart, and when the moon is out, it seems light out. The path we always take is straight behind the house through some wooded areas, then more open land, and as I was shuffling home through the snow with my head down, I look up and to the left, my 10 o'clock, and probably like 75 yards away is another figure walking in the opposite direction. I saw him a split second before he saw me, and when he did, he kind of jerked his arms and shoulders up a little, obviously start startled from the sight of me as I was with him. I laughed out loud for some reason, just from the shock or something, and gave him a little wave like, oh, you startled me, ha ha, sorry, kind of thing. He just stood there and stared at me. I thought he was going to say something for a second, and so I was stopped too, just looking at him. He had a full face ski mask on, and I could tell it was a dude because he was really tall, but he didn't say anything. So for what felt like forever, it's just me and some stranger in a ski mask, looking at each other in the desolate woods in the middle of winter at 3 a.m. Hell no. A huge chill went up my spine and a voice said, you need to get the fuck out of here right now. I turned and started walking as fast as I could home. I've never been that scared in my life. I was a little drunk, stoned, and very paranoid. I imagined me walking home from the opposite perspective and the man is running up from behind with an axe. So I literally just screamed and started sprinting <laughs> as fast as I could all the way home, thinking that this guy could easily follow my tracks in the snow and I'm going to get murdered. Luckily, I didn't, but I don't think I'll be visiting them again anytime soon. Oh my God, that is horrifying. That's just weird. <laughs> I'm not sure it counts as another human being because we didn't positively identify anyone. But a few years ago, my friend and I were staying in a small cabin my dad had on a remote piece of land in the Idaho wilderness. The nearest town was probably 50 miles away, and the nearest active road that wasn't an old logging road was about two miles from the cabin. My friend and I had been BSing and laughing in the cabin in our bunks, and it was about midnight. 
We had turned off the lantern and were trying to fall asleep when we heard something that sounded like something had scraped the door. We both lifted our heads up and mumbled a conversation of, Did you hear something? Yeah, haha. Then, in the middle of nowhere, in this remote cabin, someone starts knocking on the door. Oh my god. Doesn't say anything, just knocks. We were both in our 30s, but we were, we were so scared shitless, we didn't say anything. Just lay there with our heads up, staring at the door. We didn't go out until it was light out again. And there was nothing near the door that would have tapped against it, and no animal tracks. It freaks me out even thinking about it. Fuck yeah, that's creepy as shit. Cabin in the middle of nowhere, Hell and someone knocks on your no. door in the middle of the night? No, oh my thank God. you. That is scary. <laughs> I camped in Northern California with a couple of friends for three months straight in 2012. We were talking way out in the wilderness. The whole trip was a great success until we were heading south again. We set up camp a few miles outside of a tiny town as it was getting dark. The only things in this town were one long road, a gas station, a post office, and a bar. In the middle of the night, we hear screaming in the distance. We could discern three different voices, but they were far enough away we couldn't quite make out what was being said. All of a sudden, we hear a single gunshot, followed by absolute silence. I opened my tent and looked over at my friends, who were looking back at me. None of us said a word. We laid back down and tried to sleep. Scariest night of my life. Holy shit. A lot of people wonder if we reported this to the police. What police? You need to understand that in this area, one sheriff patrols three counties. That's it. This area of Cali is what Sons of Anarchy was based on. I know that was TV and was dramatized. But there is some truth to what goes on in these areas. The sheriff is most likely in the pockets of the drug of the drug runners. It is in your best interest to put your head down and mind your own damn business unless you want to be next. We were kids with no resources, backpacks and tents, hitchhiking through the northwest. It would have been so easy to make us disappear next. Oh my god, that would be so scary to hear. Out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, I know. I would be freaked out. Yeah. A friend and I were scoping out an area for hiking because we were both new to the area. It was probably 6 p.m., but pitch black because it was the dead middle of winter when it gets dark at 4 p.m. We drove down a dead-end dirt road to try to find a trailhead we had heard about. The road is probably only two to three miles long, and we don't see anything on our way down. We get to the dead end and turn around to head back out to the main road. About halfway from the dead end to the main road, we see a man standing at the edge of the road in tattered clothes and covered in dirt, carrying a shovel, staring us down. My friend and I both held our breath until we were back in town and asked each other if we saw the same thing. Why do people have to be so fucking creepy? I know! It's like, he probably looked like he just got done burying a body. Yeah! Have you ever seen Dale and Tucker versus Evil? I might have, but I don't remember. Oh my god, it is... Okay, it's literally the... Okay, so it's about these two hillbilly guys, if you will. Yeah. Um, and they they finally afford an, a, a cabin, and it's, they call it their vacation home, because, you know, they finally can afford this cabin, like, out in the middle of nowhere, where they can fix it up and, like, go out there and fish and, mm-hmm. you know... And 
it's it's these guys perspective and they run into these college kids well these college kids are terrified of them because they're these outdoor guys and it is so funny i don't think i have seen that. oh my god watch it it is hilarious because these these guys are just like fishing and this girl falls into the water and they're like oh my god we have to get her and then these other kids are like oh my gosh they have our friend <laughs> it is hilarious so like this guy was probably doing some yard work <laughs> Well, it doesn't help if you stand there staring at him. Yeah. But like they they addri- you have to watch that movie. Seriously. <laughs> they address that because poor Dale, he just wants to talk to pretty girls. <laughs> Hiking off the main trail along a river when I notice some sweaty older dude in an open Hawaiian shirt has followed me into the woods. I press on until reaching a steep bank and an impasse and turn to head out past him. I swerve through a cane break to avoid walking by him, but he still stops to ask, Hey, looking for a good time? I said, fuck no, and nope the fuck out of there. Hmm. See, what? Why? Yeah, fucking creepy people. What the fuck? Fuck off. Seriously. Mapping all livable structures for the census once, we had to take every road, open or closed, every trail that looked like it was possible to find a structure near. In the backwoods of Tennessee, I was training a crew, so I would go one day with each person. Found a lot of cool stuff, abandoned schools from the 1900s, some weird permanent campsites, all that. Once we were about four miles into the woods on foot and stumbled onto a shack that had a moonshine still cooking with a coat hanging on a tree. Shotgun leaned against it. The girl I was training was all, isn't this exciting? Shut the fuck up, Casey. No, it isn't exciting at all to be the guy with a government badge finding an armed person cooking moonshine miles from anywhere. Oh my. (laughs) I work on the beach at night looking for turtles. Most nights you'll see one or two people with a flashlight or a couple up towards the dune trying not to be seen. And most times, the moon or the sky glow is bright enough that you can see at least 20 meters in front of you. But one night, it had just rained, so no no one was out, and the moon was covered, and even with pretty good eyes, I couldn't see shit. I was waiting for a turtle to come up out of the water and kept hearing grunting and rustling in the dune. Initially, I thought it was a fox or, at worst, a coyote, so I figured it would get go on its merry way. Nope. That thing sat there for half an hour, making an occasional sound and moving around. The green turtle eventually heard it and was freaked out enough to leave. They're skittish at the best of times. By this time, I was by the water, and so I started walking away to go find another turtle, and the sounds followed me. Hmm. Only this time, it started saying things and shouting at me. What? Oh, hell no. I booked it. Unfortunately, my vehicle was back the way I had come, so I waited on the other end of the beach for two hours... And then decided it would probably be okay to walk back. When I get back to that spot, a drunk guy is passed out and there's a path of cans leading back to the dune. <laughs> was it a drunk guy It the was whole a time? drunk dude. That is creepy though. Yeah. <laughs> a trail I like backpacking in an isolated area of Pennsylvania was the setting for this odd encounter. The trail has a short section that goes over someone's cabin property 
and continues on the other side of his yard. It's marked with an orange blaze so you can see where to go. Usually it's an empty cabin. I always do some peering inside since it's in a pretty secluded spot, probably four or five miles from a major road. One time I was hiking through and there is a large dude grilling outside with about 15 Bud Light cans on the ground around him. I distinctly remember him saying, keep it moving, no food here, which I thought was funny since I didn't say anything about needing food. Fast forward the following year and I decided to take my sister, my wife, and her best friend on a trip that takes us through this very spot. As we are walking up on it, I see the dude is there again, which is odd since I've hiked the trail a hundred times and this is only twice I've seen him. He's grilling again, beer cans everywhere. I see him start to give the keep, on, keep it moving signal until he sees who I'm with. Now the girls I'm traveling with are attractive, so I'm nervous all of a sudden. He asks us to stay for dinner, says he has plenty of extra food. I tell him, no, we are good, just trying to enjoy the trail away from the comforts of home. He gets weirdly pushy about us staying, and I firmly say, no thanks, and we are just passing through. I hear the dude mumble to himself as we continue past his house. This is where things get weird. There's a prominent camping spot not far from this section of the trail, and it's late. In my head, I want to keep going because I don't want to camp near this, has this asshole. The consensus is everyone is pretty tired, so we set up camp. I'm nervous the whole time thinking this drunk dude knows there are three women camping in tents near his cabin. I never get nervous around folk I see on the trail because everyone is usually very nice and wonderful to talk to. This guy just fell off to me, though. Fast forward to the middle of the night, and sure enough, I hear someone on the trail outside the tent. I'm just praying it's a bear at this point, but I hear the dude mumbling to himself, and I panic. I hear him now in the camp. He's going through our shit and is pissed drunk. Fuck. Okay, think. I realize I have a blowhorn on my pack and I use on the trail to scare, scare animals off should I encounter any. So I unzip the tent slowly and roll out. Dude is fumbling around and it's scary as hell because it's the middle of darkness in the middle of nowhere. I start to run towards him and blow my air horn repeatedly and it's loud as shit. Everyone in their tent starts screaming. The dude nearly shits his pants and starts bumbling the fuck out of there. Everyone is so shooken up at this point, we pack up and night hike out of there. Worst experience I've ever had. Holy shit. My buddies and I would hit up the desert at night and go four-wheeling on the trails. This one night, we had stopped for a break and this guy rolls up on us. He asks us if he can join us and we say sure. We continue riding and I was second to last, with him being the last one. We were pretty familiar with trails, so I kept looking back, checking in checking in on him, not knowing how familiar he was or experienced writer he was. As we are approaching the hill that overlooks most of the area, I look back and he's gone. I flag my buddies down and we go back to look for him. Nothing. We go up the hill, kill our engines, and listen for his bike or look for his lights. It was pitch black and not a sound. From the hill, I'm sure you could see for a few miles, but there was no trace of him. We looked for him or his bike till about 3 a.m. and were unsuccessful. It still kind of bugs me that a guy just vanished like that. I hope nothing happened to the dude. Okay. Maybe it was a ghost rider. Maybe. I was on my wife's family's ranch, which is about a thousand acres. I was scouting deer as it was deer season. I had my rifle slung on my back as I was walking through the woods. 
As I walk out of the woods onto one of our two dirt roads into the property, I saw two strangers sitting on the back bed of their white pickup truck. They had rifles in their hands. I approached them with a friendly wave. As I approached them, I kept my rifle slung on my back so as not to threaten them. I asked them how they were doing and what they were hunting. They said they were doing fine and looking for deer. I then noticed six or seven beer cans on the ground. They asked me the same thing, and I told them I was good in scouting deer as well. Here comes the hard part. I asked them how they got onto the property. They began to mumble and asked me the same question. I politely told them that my wife's family owns the property. I then told them that they should leave. I told them to have a great day and started walking backwards. After about 20 yards, I turn around and start walking very briskly. I heard one shot in my direction. I hit the ground behind a bush and another shot rings out. I hear that whiz. I immediately position myself to fire on them. I see one guy packing up his gun onto the back bed of the truck. I take aim at his right leg and fire. I get up and start running into the woods. I hear screaming. After 20 minutes, I get back to my Tahoe and call the game warden and local sheriff. They come out after about 30 minutes and these poachers were gone. I told them all the details and descriptions and said I think I shot one in the leg. Next day, I get a call from the sheriff saying they had a guy in the local ER with a GSW to the leg. He sent me a pic via text. It was the guy I shot. He survived and got four years in prison because this was his first felony. They never found the other guy. That's fucking nuts. And they try to shoot him? Yeah, that's like, fuck What off. the hell? People suck. Just because you told them to get off your property. You know? That, that's very um, threatening and it hurts big man feelings. Yeah. <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> In college, I lived near the edge of the city and there was this road nearby that winded through some forest before opening up to some farms. It was rarely, rarely used by cars and people avoided walking there because there were no sidewalks and it went nowhere. Halfway down the road was this abandoned property that had apple trees that produced a ton of fruit that always ended up on the ground. One evening just after sunset, I passed the property on my way back from a run so I picked my way into the brambles to grab some apples. After I got a couple, I circled back around some bushes to head home and right in the path was this middle-aged man creeping towards me with his hands spread like he was hunting something, and I fucking lost it. I screamed and kind of flailed my arms so the apples flung towards him. He also jumped and went, Oh no, sorry, sorry, I thought you were a deer, and backed up into the road. He was super embarrassed and apologetic, and I was way too happy to not be getting murdered, to get mad, but holy crap, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Wow. <laughs> Was hitchhiking in Greece, got dropped off at a crucial fork in the road for my journey in the middle of the night by a super nice guy. He was going the other way. Had to camp for the night in the middle of nowhere and start again in the morning. His were the only headlights I saw from getting out of his vehicle to walking a half mile into the woods. I set up camp, had some whiskey, and started to doze off. Before I could, I heard footsteps coming towards me. I'm freaking out. I hear someone right outside of my tent. I yell, I have a weapon, and start to open the tent, and they bolt. I see a figure running back towards the road, 
I closed the tent and stayed awake for eight hours until the sun came up, fighting a sleep-deprived, drunken sleepiness the whole night. It was the worst night of my life, but I never saw whoever it was again. I used to often spend my summers bouldering with my friends by a relatively large forest that was about an hour and a half away from where I used to live. We used to spend some of the nights camping out there just to save some travel costs and time. Anyway, I think this was roughly like the third or fourth time we were out there camping. My friend had left all her climbing gear and her rucksack just outside her tent, and we definitely think she did, or we definitely think she did anyway. The next morning, we found her boots, a few clothes, and all her chalk powder had disappeared. We figured that it could have been completely feasible that she misplaced it, although we were quite sure that they were next to her tent. We didn't really want to believe that they were stolen. Anyway, we didn't read too much into this and just stupidly said to ourselves that perhaps she had left it by the boulders and some animal took an interest to it. I know it sounds stupid, but it was very reasonable to us at the time. Anyway, fast forward a year, we're at the same spot as usual, sitting by the tents and chilling after having some food. Mind you, it's pitch black outside and only the camp area is lit by fire. I go somewhere a bit out of sight for a slash and what do I see? A dude in full-on ghillie suit laying on his stomach looking right towards our campsite. Oh. I kind of stood there frozen as this dude clocks that I've seen him and he just bolts out of there. Oh my god. I don't know whether the event to the year prior was related to the ghillie guy, but this definitely has stuck to all of us. We haven't been back there since, which is a damn shame. That probably was the same guy. If it was only probably. a year. That's creepy as fuck. Out in the boonies, about to do some shooting in the woods, truck comes over the ridge on a one-lane logging road. Seeing the oncoming vehicle, we pull over as far as possible to allow them to pass. They do not pass. They pull up as close to my vehicle as possible. I mean, inches, if that. Kept our rigs from touching. Two country-ass dudes in ragged clothes drinking beer with rifles across their laps. We back the truck. The back of the truck is full of lumber. We say hello. Silence. Ask if they are shooting. Silence. They do nothing but sit quietly and stare at us. Then a dozen vehicles come over the ridge in a line. These vehicles are packed with lumber, minivans with the bucket seats full, a Honda Civic with the back seat, shotgun and trunk teeming with lumber, all of which is being illegally stolen from the lumber company that felled the trees but hasn't transported them. Literally felonious amounts of lumber being stolen and we are the only witnesses out of cell range in the middle of nowhere. My buddy has his handgun drawn and low. Mine is pressed to my car door, pointed right at these guys. We sit in complete silence till the final car passes. They drive off without a word. That's scary. I got a membership to a range the next week. Fuck country ass places. So not sure this counts as wilderness, but me and my girlfriend did this off-trail hike that had an extremely long and steep climb to reach a small rock overhang that looked over cliffs and ocean. As it came in view, we noticed there was an old lady already sitting up there with a sketch pad in her hand. So we started making jokes saying that maybe it's not a woman and it's actually Norman Bates waiting to throw us off the cliff. <laughs> so for 20 minutes, we were kidding around along these, these lines. 
For the final approach, you do not see the top because it was so steep. So we finally make it into this tiny overhang, and the old woman turns around to look at us. And holy fuck, it's a fucking insane looking dude wearing a dress oh and my his God. hair in small braids with rubber bands. Shut up. And to be clear, this was not a trans person looking to be herself in the wilderness. <laughs> this was escaped convict, hardened face looking psychopath who said hello. And he said nothing, or we said hello, and he said nothing but just stared at us. We tried to act like we did not just shit our Patagonias and calmly about-faced and headed down. Oh my gosh, that's creepy. Okay, so I have some basically glitch in the Matrix stories, stories that defy logic. Uh, First one, I had just finished unloading a flatbed trailer full of hay sat down on the back of the trailer and laid back to look at the night sky when I suddenly felt like vomiting, like projectile vomiting, and there is also a plate and five screws in my arm and it immediately started vibrating and felt like it was heating up inside my arm. The crows around me started to run in random no, the cows around (laughs) me started to run in random directions and I'm isolated, no cell service, no person around for miles, when suddenly this meteorite lit up the sky with a blue light like it was daytime for like three seconds. As soon as everything lit up, I felt better, but I could see my cows running in every direction away from me. It was completely silent the whole time except for me and the cows. Oh, creepy. That is creepy. That would feel so weird for the plate in your arm to vibrate. Yeah. Weird. I wouldn't like that. No. Uh, when I was about five, I saw all an all gray old man sitting with his knees against his chest under my bedside table. <laughs> oh. I did a 180, went uh, went back downstairs and never mentioned it to anyone. Still think about it to this day. Ugh. That is horrible. That is creepy as shit. Yeah. Okay, next one. Way back in the day when building plastic airplane models were a thing. My brother saved up his allowance for a month to buy this certain kit. The day he brings it home, my mother and father tells us that we have to go to the grocery store and we set off for the supermarket. On arrival back home, my brother races up to his room to start his model while the rest of us unpack the car. A few seconds later, he comes into the kitchen with a weird look on his face, not frightened, but not okay either. He asked us, is this a joke? We all had no idea what he was talking about and ask him what's going on. He repeats, is this some kind of joke? Almost yelling it at us. My mom now realizes that he's serious and grabs him by the hand and asks what's wrong. My brother turns and says, very funny guys, what did you do? Buy another model and swap it out for mine? My dad kind of laughed and said, no, what are you talking about? My brother rushes upstairs to his room, flies back down, this time with a fully glued and painted model, the exact same one he purchased before. The box was shredded on his bedroom floor. <sighs> My parents turn white, call the neighbors and see if anyone has seen, was seen on the property, and start checking the rest of the house. Nothing else was touched, no doors were unlocked, all windows sealed. This wasn't the only odd thing that had happened there, but I remember it vividly because of my parents' reaction. 
There's no humanly possible way that model was built, glued, and painted in time we were gone from the house. I would assume a prank by my dad who had that kind of humor, but it probably was the only time I've ever seen him scared. He has still never admitted to it 30 plus years later. Ooh, that is... Ooh. Yeah, what the fuck? What is that? I, I, seriously? Bored ghost? Uh, what the how why what i don't know i don't know. crazy next one when i was in high school we used to play this stupid game we called michael myers it was basically just hide and seek but in the dark you had to play at night with no lights on and the curtains drawn no sounds playing and michael myers had to wait in the basement for a few minutes while everyone hid one night, we decided to play while my mom was out working. It was my brother, a few of my cousins, my friend, and my little sister, probably around six at the time. After a few rounds, I am the first. I am found first and have to be Michael. I don't like being the seeker alone, so I asked my friend can, uh, if they can do it with me. Everyone was fine with it, so we go and sit in the basement and wait. It's important during this part that you remain silent so you can hear where people are running to give you an advantage. After the five minute wait, we left the basement and stood in the office for a minute to let our eyes adjust to the dark. We, let, we left the office after searching briefly and went to the dining room. From the dining room, you could see the kitchen in the left and the living room on the right. We were pretty sure we heard everyone run upstairs, so we started heading to the living room when my friend said my sister was hiding on top of the fridge. I look over and she was peering through the door, the doorway from the top of the fridge. You could see her hair hanging and she was small. I assume my brother put her up there as a joke because she definitely couldn't get up there herself. I told my friend that we would just ignore her because she couldn't be a seeker anyway. We went upstairs to find everyone else. We found my cousins first. My brother was very good at this game, and since we knew where my sister was, we just gave up searching and yelled that he could come out from hiding. We switch on some lights, and he comes out of hiding with my sister. My friend immediately started freaking out and asked my brother if she had been with him the whole time because we definitely saw her on top of the fridge. My brother ran downstairs, turning the lights on as he went, and there was no one down there. He checked everywhere in the house. No one. I really felt like he had to have been messing with us, but we would have heard someone moving around. The house was seriously dead quiet. I have tried to figure out everything it could have been beside my sister, but I just don't know what it was. It's really not a great memory and still gives me goosebumps. I never played the game again and was never really comfortable in that house after that. Yeah, I don't blame him. On Ugh. top of the fridge? That's so creepy! What? Oh my gosh. Next one. This just happened the other night. I was sound asleep on my side when I felt someone poking my shoulder real hard, sort of jabbing it with a couple fingers. I sat up in bed so fast it made me a little dizzy. No one was there, but I could feel the exact spot on my shoulder where those fingers had been poking. I couldn't go back to sleep, and even after an hour on Reddit, I still feel that sore spot on my shoulder. Uh -uh. Creepy. What? Next one, my mom told me once that the weirdest thing she ever saw was a big white dog that came toward her on the street, but when she turned around, the dog wasn't there anymore. It wasn't a crowded street or anything. It was just gone. The weird part about it is that I've seen the white dog, too. 
I was heading down the street alone, and then there was this big white dog next to me. When I turned around, it was gone. I'm certain I saw it and that it was there. I don't usually believe in ghosts, and I'm the kind of person to watch ghost videos on YouTube in the middle of the night and then go to bed with no problem because I don't believe in that stuff. But that dog thing that happened to both my mom and I is something I think about often. Hmm. What if it's like a guardian, guardian spirit yeah, or something? That's what I thought. That's nice. Next one. I was 10 and visiting my grandma for the weekend so I could go to a wedding with her. I had woken up in the middle of the night to see my two stepbrothers standing over me. Now, I'd have no problem with this. They sleepwalk, but they were three states away for a funeral. Yeah, I just got chills. That is creepy. What? It is very creepy. Hmm. Next one, I ordered something from eBay and something from Amazon. Two parcels arrive, one plain and one in an Amazon box. Upon opening them, I find the Amazon receipt inside the other box. It really felt like I was on the Truman Show and the pro- and props to the guys and the props guys made an error. I guess eBay person could have had a spare Amazon box and used it to ship their thing and the Amazon parcel could have been a third party so not have had the branded packaging. Freaked me out for hours. <laughs> that is freaky. Like that yeah. is um, glitch in the matrix like major what the fuck mm-hmm. how <laughs> i want to know if that amazon packing slip in the ebay box had the packing information for what they got yeah so weird next one when i was younger around seven or eight my mother brother and i were living in a very old flat in a city a few hours from london it's a pretty old place and there are slave trade memorials all over the city especially close to where we lived I used to have terrible night terrors, so my mom moved me into her bedroom. I remember it very clearly. It was a large room, and her bed was to the right of me, while my bed was vertical and facing the bedroom door. It was small, smaller than a regular single, and had metal railings all around it. No clue why I remember, but it always made me feel safe. I don't know how soon after I moved into my mom's room it started, but someone began visiting me. I say someone because this did not appear to be an entity or otherworldly creature. It looked like a man. Every night I would lie awake, clutching the covers desperately and waiting for him so I could scream. (laughs) Don't ask me why I didn't scream first. In my child brain, I think I was afraid if I screamed before I saw him, he'd be mad. Every night I would hear boom, 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 which was the sound of his boots on the stairs. He walked very slowly, so there was always about a two-second gap between each step. Doesn't sound long, but consider how quickly you actually walk up the stairs. The boom of his boots would continue until he reached the top, where he would slowly turn into my room. His boots would suddenly not make a sound, almost as if he wasn't even touching the floor. He was gray and faded, like a watercolor. He wore a straw hat that had that he had tipped over his eyes so the top of his face was hidden, plus his head was always slightly bent uh, forward as he was looking at the floor. He wore dungarees and a shirt underneath that appeared tattered, and in his mouth was some kind of piece of hay or long grass or something, which he chewed as he walked. He would make his way slowly to my bed, not looking up or changing pace, and the scariest part was I never could tell if he knew I was there or not. I couldn't tell if he was just coming into my room because he wanted to be in that room 
or he was there for me. Either way, it was fucking terrifying. I mentioned I had night terrors before because when I first saw him, I thought he was a night terror. But then I started staying awake and I waited for him because I was too scared to fall asleep and wake up with him standing over me. I know he was real. I felt him. I felt the presence of another person. I heard him. I saw him. I would blink and then look, blink and look, and he'd still be there walking. Before he could get too close, I would scream. My mother would wake up and I'd tell her he had come. Eventually, she went to my granddad, her dad, for help. She was genuinely scared and didn't know what to do. I was scared in the day and scared at night. I was a wreck. She's not a religious person per se, but she's highly spiritual. They believed he was a slave. I don't know exactly what they did, but I wasn't allowed in that room for a couple of days. My mom had frankincense and some other herbs, and they spent time in that room speaking light and positive incantations. She asked whoever he was not to harm me and leave me because I was afraid. After that, he never came back. It was like he had never been there. I'm 27 now. It's not exactly blood-curdling fear like it was back then. But every now and then, if I'm in a room and walk into a dark hallway, I shudder thinking about him and where he really came from. That's creepy. Mm -hmm. Next one, I used to live in a cheap, sketchier, and older neighborhood. My room was upstairs, and I had a window facing my backyard. There were some leftover items in the la- from the last renters that I found. Planks of, woods, uh, planks of wood, tools, and even a rusty butcher knife planted into the ground. The backyard had no fence surrounding it at all, and my parents needed to build one. I remember waking up many nights hearing footsteps in the backyard. They would walk slowly, always leading up directly below and facing my window. I never looked, but I sensed I was being watched. Then I would, they would simply walk away. I told my parents desperately, but there wasn't really anything that they could do. A phone was found in our backyard af- around that time, and we returned it to a sketchy character saying he was chasing after his dog and must have dropped it. Once a fence was built, I never heard the footsteps again. Hmm. All right, it's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! How to portion control your snacks. Eat them in the presence of a three-year-old. You'll be lucky to get two bites. That's actually great advice. That is. Eleven-year-old. I should get my allowance from when I was away at camp. Me. Eleven-year-old. What? So now you don't support paid leave? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) My son just asked me how I know his name. I'm not in the mood today. (laughs) What? I'll see you later today, I whisper, as I pack a sandwich in my kid's lunchbox. Oh, to the sandwich? Yeah. (laughs) My two-year-old literally told me what he wanted for dinner. Hot dogs, tomatoes, grapes. Went with me to the store to get it. Scanned it at self-checkout by himself. Cut up the grapes, tomatoes, and hot dog with his toddler knife. Put it all on his own plate and then refused to eat dinner. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. What the fuck? What a little asshole. <laughs> <laughs> when a kid says, Daddy, I want Mommy, that's the kid version of, I'd like to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> that's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. 
It's definitely true. (laughs) Me. Of course you can sleep in my bed. I want you to feel comforted and safe. Toddler. Cool. Here's a foot into in bleh. here's a foot to the face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Seven year old. When did I get inside mommy's tummy? Me. June 9, two thousand twelve. <laughs> right after I made tea, and for the first time, mommy saw me put the jar of sugar back in the cabinet. <laughs> I remember that because it's the only time I ever did it. <laughs> Asked my son if he could go anywhere in the world, where would he go? He said, McDonald's. I said, no, like a country. He said, oh, okay. McDonald's in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey. hey. He said Japan. Yeah. (laughs) Why aren't millennials having children? Maybe because those of us who did were nice enough to explain to our friends... You have to wake up at 5.52 a.m. and watch Thomas while holding a toy of Thomas and making him say, wow, look, I'm on TV before your coffee's even ready. <laughs> They're like, uh, fuck that yeah. shit. <laughs> My kid is literally eating dirt in the backyard, but yeah, I'll go ahead and triple wash these grapes. <laughs> Mommy, imagine you had to buy your baby instead of growing it out of your penis or your belly. It would cost like $10. So much to unpack here. (laughs) Six-year-old. Mom, what's that? Me. Butter. It makes everything taste better. Six-year-old. You mean it tastes butter and giggles? (laughs) Me. My sweet summer child. I'm so very proud. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's cute. My 10-year-old daughter likes to occasionally write us notes when she wants to make a point. After we suggested she could advance in math with some help, she wrote us that she's doing fine in school and said, I don't need a tutor. (laughs) And tutor was spelled (laughs) T-O-O-T-E-R. My biggest disappointment giving birth was that the nurse didn't raise my baby into the air and sing the circle of life as she handed her to me. What? What the fuck? The janky ass hospital. (laughs) Go to the Disney hospital. That's right. (laughs) Then they can sing that. What was that? Oh, jalapeno. Yeah. My son told me that at recess, he runs races. I sat there trying to picture my son being a competitive runner because he's not a runner. After a long pause, you're probably thinking that I'm running, but I'm the one starting the races. I yell, go. What a story. (laughs) On the first day of school, my six-year-old told me about his art teacher, Mr. McClay. This week, I found out his name is actually Mr. Mitchell. Turns out my kid has been calling him McClay because he thinks that's a better name for an art teacher. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and call you that. (laughs) Me, can you go tell your brother that dinner is ready? Son, standing one inch from my ear, 
Dinner's ready. <laughs> oh my gosh, Taryn does that. <laughs> so irritating. Yeah. I asked you to go tell. Go. Your brother. What part of go <laughs> don't you understand? I'm always like, I could have done that. Yeah, no shit. Mommy, someone just lost their kitty is my three-year-old's adorable way of telling me she stole someone's toy. (laughs) Parenting books have been a lifesaver. Without them, I'd have rings all over my coffee table. (laughs) Took me a second to get that one, but I got it. (laughs) First day of school, four-year-old, and there's a kid called Hunter... Six-year-old, muttering, I bet he doesn't even hunt. (laughs) I bet he doesn't either. I bet he don't. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm nailing this parent thing, but my teen daughter did say good morning to me today. (gasps) You are nailing it. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying our children are trying to give us a heart attack, but if you've been startled awake in the middle of the night because your kid was an inch away from your face staring at you... The thought has crossed your mind. At least we know it's like multiple kids, not just yes. your weird kid. Yes. That <laughs> happened to me a few times. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> it's pronounced straw babies. And if anyone tells my three-year-old any different, I will cut you. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> One minute you're excited that the kids are back in school, and then seven hours later you're reading about a field trip that costs $140. <laughs> yep. And my last one, my kids in a hot tub, so nice. My kids in a lukewarm bath, too hot. Oh, my gosh. That's all I got. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Send in your stories, schoolsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.